0: If you have your Bibles this morning, I won't be long. Philippians chapter 3. We'll get an excited mission conference just around the corner. Now, listen, if I had a young person, mine's got old, but if I had a young person, <laughs> I'd have every Sunday, I'd, have, I'd be looking at them from the choir. But I'm saying here, you ought to get your, you ought to get your teenagers, you ought to get yourself in, uh, mom and dad, you could. You can set the the example, couldn't you? Uh, what I'm saying is opportunity to serve God, you'll take advantage of it. And uh, this is Paul in Philippians 4. I'm not reading from that, but Paul said in Philippians 4, I can do all things. I can sing in the choir. Yeah. Now what I'm saying? I'm saying that God gives you a voice, that God gives you forgiveness of sin. God gives you Uh, a new person in Christ to give you the glories of heaven and you just sit on the pew. And so I'm saying to you today, get busy doing something. Anyway, Philippians chapter 3. And if you would like to stand with me, we'll begin to read in some verses. Verse 8 says, Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ or Christ Jesus my Lord. being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Now, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth unto those things which are before. Now you read that verse. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Father, thank you again for allowing us this privilege, being able to come together to worship you. And Lord, you've given us a book that is true, a book that is holy, a book that is eternal, and we can read from it. Be able, Lord, to interject it into our lives and and to be able to know that we have a Savior who is worthy of all that we put forth. And Lord, as we read the account of Paul, a great Christian here, we do pray that we would strive to want to be, Lord, a Christian that you would be proud of as well. Now, bless each one. Now, Lord, I realize our folks here today, they may not be saved. They may not know that they have been born again. They may not know that heaven is their eternal home. Holy Spirit of God, I ask you to deal with their hearts, and I pray that you would give them the faith to believe that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God, and that you died for their sins, was buried, and rose again. Now, Father, in these next few minutes, may the Holy Spirit of God be in our presence in a very special way and speak to hearts, help this preacher in Jesus' name I ask it, amen. And you may be seated. Paul said that I may know him. Paul is in prison at Rome, waiting trial. The church at Philippi was one of Paul's favorite churches. Do you have a favorite church? It ought to be you do. It ought to be that you've got a, you have a favorite church that you just cannot hardly stand it if you're not present. Amen and you know you know they had seen him suffer in uh, in Acts 16 you know the story that Paul and Silas been in prison and boy they at uh, midnight they begin to sing and praise God and, and they got all excited didn't they they got excited like we ought to get excited about mission conference they got excited because hey they were counted worthy uh, to suffer uh, for the lord and you and I here today, it ought to be that we count it worthy to serve a risen Savior who's in the world today. And it ought to be that you and I, having this privilege, I like what Solomon said in Ecclesiastes: "Remember now thy Creator in the days of thy youth, when the days come and and you don't have to labor and you." Uh, get, uh, you get old, you don't have no pleasure in those days. Enjoy the days while you're young in serving God. And he comes to that, so here's the conclusion. Are you listening, boys? Here's the conclusion. conclusion is into that, uh, uh, Here, uh, remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. And could I say to you, and this is the final thing uh, uh, into that, is to basically, is to serve God and to follow him. This is the whole duty of man. He comes down to to that, one of the wisest men in the world, into that, and he says into that, here's the conclusion of the whole matter, uh, into that, uh, serve God, uh, be close to him, uh, do what he ought to do in the days of your youth, into where that you don't have to worry about, uh, when you get old and and the days come hard, and you don 't see a whole lot of things in the, in that to make you uh, promote you to want to uh, to go forward. you remember how many of you are going to come forward and, and pray for Lorraine and Miss Badger and uh, Harold Mason and uh, kathy Frick how many you going to come forward at the invitation and pray for these ladies how many 's already been praying for them? Uh, I pray that you do that hey they they have run their race. And it ought to be into that that you're going to find that uh, while you are able to do something, you better do it now. Paul said into that, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Paul's desire was to win Christ. It ought to be into that that your life is so laid out to where that you want the Lord to be pleased with you. You want God to be able to. Hey, uh, you remember over in Thessalonica, He said that the, uh, into that uh, the uh, the Trumps going to sound one day. The dead in Christ are going to be raised. Paul calls talking about the resurrection. He don't want to be left out. I told our kids this morning: Is your name in the Lamb's Book of Life? If it's not, you're not going up. You better make sure that your name is in the Lamb's book of life. You better make sure you've been born again. You better make sure. It's not religion. It's a personal experience with Jesus Christ. And could I say to you this morning, are you ready? Are you ready? And say the way that some of you live, way some of you act, I don't think you even believe that the Lord's coming. I don't even, I said that everywhere you go, That uh, there are people talking about, hey, do you believe the Lord's coming soon? Do you believe the Lord's coming soon? I believe the Lord's coming soon. And this has been spoken not only by preachers and by theologians and and, and, and scientists. This has been spoken all across the country that people, hey, something is is taking place. Something is going to happen. And we believe in the Bible that something is going to happen. I say to you and I this morning, God has given us so much to be thankful for. God has given us so much to rejoice in. God has given us the opportunity to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and to know that Jesus died, was buried, and rose again. As it said, it's to stop and to meditate upon what he has done for us. Paul said into that uh, Paul's desire to win Christ and to be found in him. Have you been baptized into Christ this morning? Into that? Have you been born again? Get in that. Get in to know him personally. Personally. I'm not talking about somebody you read about. I'm talking about, do you know Jesus just like I know you, Josh? Do you know him just like I know you, Ella Grace? It's a personal relationship with the Lord. And could I say to you when you come to the Word that you have that personal relationship with Him and you know that you are walking with Him, you know that you're in fellowship with Him, you enjoying the blessings of the Holy Spirit of God, you enjoying the things that God has for you, your faith is strong, your faith is not weak, your faith is believing that He will do what He says He'll do, that He's able to take care of me. Paul said, I want to be found in Him. I want to get to know Him personally, Claiming The power that raised him from the dead. Suffering with Christ. Oh, we really suffer, don't we? So what I'm saying to you this morning, do you know him? Are you claiming his power? Are you willing to suffer with him continually? Following God's will in your life. How? How? I forget in the past. You can't wallow in the past. Oh, you got so even this week. Well, I used to do this, preacher. I was uh, a time that I was a Sunday, a Sunday school teacher. And well, what are you doing now? Well, that's uh, uh, for somebody else to do. Who told you to quit? Amen. Who gave you the permission to quit doing something? Good. Every time you quit something, you go down. Yes, sir. God didn't call you to be a quitter. God called you to be to to grow and to follow Him and to be faithful to Him and that one day that He'll reward you greatly in the things that you have done for Him down here. I'm quiet in here. Am I talking in tongues here? Y'all understand what I'm saying? Billy, are you with me? Forget in the past pressing forward to the to the future on that and so into that uh uh you got you, you find that uh I've got about four d's I wanted to speak to you about today I don't know if I'll get to them but dissatisfaction uh into that uh, you find that uh uh to be able to uh to grow in the lord you've got to be dissatisfied where you're at now that's right. that's right are you satisfied what you where you're at i tell you what, I'm not. I said, Lord, help me to be a better Christian. Help me to be a better preacher. Help me to be a better giver to missions. I read the story about Charles Atlas. Everybody know who Charles Atlas was? Charles Atlas at one time was a little skinny fellow. People got to making fun of him, got pushing him around, and he decided to do something about that. He was sort of like you, Darrell Flannery. He went to the Started building up his body. Have you seen pictures of Charles Atlas? I mean, a whole lot uh, Let like me and you, Steve. I know, we have the physique. He built himself up to the, uh, out of a, uh, he, he was picked on and that, but uh, he became dissatisfied with himself and said, I am going to do something about this. And he did. Amen. Now, into that, uh, what are you dissatisfied with? Are you going to do anything about it? satisfaction. Most of us are satisfied. I'm satisfied with just a cottage below, a little silver and a little gold. I want a mansion. I don't want no little cottage. What are you satisfied with? It ought to be that I'm into that. I am dissatisfied with some things and and I want to do something about it. And the secret of spiritual success is a spiritual dissatisfaction with ourselves and a determination to do something about it. Paul said in verse 12, not as though I had already attained. It is dangerous to become spiritual content in two areas. It's dangerous to be content with the past. Looking back on your past laurels, look at Paul. Paul was a Pharisee. Paul strived to to be the greatest Pharisee uh, in his uh, group. He really worked at it. He knew the law in and out. He was very religious He knew what was going on. He knew that there was a sect called Christians and that he was going to do something for God and what he was going to do was going to kill them out. And Paul went about killing Christians. And you know the story. At the stoning of Stephen they laid down some clothes at Paul's feet and I believe that started Paul's conviction. But on the road to Damascus, God met him. Paul, Paul, Saul, why persecute me. And you take it from there on, Paul set out not to quit striving to be a great Pharisee, but he stood out to, to try to be a great Christian for God and he became one of the greatest Christians that you'll read about. If you want to follow somebody, look at Paul. I want to be like him I don't want to be like Mike I want to be like Paul but this is one thing I do he said forgetting those things which are behind do you know what he had to forget he had to forget his prestige he had to forget his family he had to forget to be able to go into the upper chambers and, and have the upper seat and, and to be, have people to uh, give praise and honor to him That's why some of you young people ain't doing nothing for God because it's going to require you to get down uh, and cause you to uh, have to uh, uh, give a little bit uh, of uh, recognition uh, to your peers that I'm a Christian. You don't want to do that. I told in the class, worthy of telling again, Thursday, man, little Joe went to the Chinese place. I don't like going to that place anyway, Steve. You go ahead and quit taking me there. But We went to the Chinese place. I pulled in beside a car. And across that dashboard, here was people that believe more in their God than we believe in ours. There was about seven or eight little Buddhist temple, uh, Buddhist men across their dash, little fat fella. I said, Joe, look at this. I'll give every one of those Chinese a track. I went in and every one of them, I got a, the chick tracks. And I told him, that they'll take a chick track and they'll read it quick and they will a track that says Jesus on it. They're already going to read a Jesus track. But you give them a little cartoon track like a chick and and their curiosity of it, they'll read it. But the point that I'm making is, would you put into that uh, in your car, would you put a sign on the, on the door that, that some of you have? that says uh, uh, no hope in the Pope or uh, uh, turn or burn or that you could be a little nicer. You could say, hey, Jesus loves you. Dissatisfied with some things. I don't want to get content. It's dangerous uh, to be content with the future. Our society is filled with folks who are making plans for retirement. I thank God I didn't beat you there. They spend their whole lives laying up and sacrificing for retirement. Hey, what are you like? That's foolish. Suppose one lives to be 70, but he retires at 65. That means he has five years to live, swap 65 for five. You spend 65 for retirement. You live another five years to 70. That's about it. What I'm saying here into that is don't be satisfied with the future. All you lay up. And there's nothing wrong with making preparations for, uh, for if you live uh, for, uh, to be a thousand years old. But don't let that govern your lifestyle. Amen. Don't let that govern how that you live your life and then putting it ahead and before the Lord Jesus Christ. But beloved, it's, it's wrong when a man will live his life being content to only plan for retirement. And neglect all of the precious years that he could have been a blessing to others. I thought and meditated upon this of the many, over the years, people that have come through our church. Sometimes it would do you good to stop out there and look on the plaque out there on the wall of people, men that were serving here at one time. Most of them are all gone now. But what I'm saying to you, is your life content in pleasure? Is your life content in doing your will and not God's? I've got to hurry. Look at yourself from God's perspective and say, I've had enough of this. I'm going to make those changes. A little illustration. You know when you can lose weight when you look in the mirror and you get so disgusted with yourself that you will do something about it. And if you're content with your condition, then you'll stay in that condition. Then secondly, devotion. And I'll not get through this, but this one thing I do, one thing, thou lackest, Jesus said to the self-righteous young ruler. One thing is needed for Martha, you need one thing. One thing I know cried the man who received his sight. One thing I have desired of the Lord that I will suffer for him. D.L. Moody was involved in 1871 in a fire. Before the Chicago fire, Moody was involved in many good activities, but he became a thriving success uh, for the Lord after the fire. What Paul had said, this is one thing I do, became a reality in his life. Paul said, this one thing I do. Often had to work making tents on the side to support himself. But that is not what he lived for. He said, for me to live is Christ. And we will never be effective until we do as Paul did and make Christ the one thing in our lives. And everything else becomes just a means of putting bread on the table. And then at the direction, reaching forth unto those things which are before. He influenced by many things in the past, the present and future. Paul has already said, forgetting those things which are behind. And could I say to you and I this morning, we have much to be thankful for dissatisfaction, devotion, direction, determination, discipline. Since God's Word clearly states, we are to learn from and to follow the example of His great men. And I asked you this morning, what are you doing about it? What does the Lord mean to you? Do you desire to know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering? Is it real to you folks? Is being a Christian, is it real that you have a desire To live for the Lord, a desire to surrender to him what God has asked of you. I hope you do. I hope it becomes to word that serving the Lord and living for God will be the priority in your life as we stand.